Hey everyone, it's LPJ. I hope you've been enjoying our show and the other podcasts on GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at the $5 tier, you get a ton of additional content, including the post credit scene, our monthly Patreon show. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. In 2014, 24 hostages are killed after six suicide bombers temporarily take over the Iraqi Ministry of Transportation in Baghdad. 14 people are killed and seven are injured in an explosion in an illegal gambling hall in Kali City, China. The Syrian civil war death toll reaches 130,000, but none of that compares to the amount of bodies buried the day John Wick buried his guns. It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, and sitting directly across from me is the Sphinx. Yo, 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 yo! What is up, Hovercraft Joe? What's up, Sphinx? And sitting next to Sphinx is LPJ. Sphinx, you're like a shitty 80s DJ. How dare you? You're dressed in Adidas right now. You're, you're, you might as well be rocking a Kangle. You're like shitty Run DMC. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. Fair enough. I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, we've got a very special guest with us. Somebody we've been trying to get on the show for quite a while who keeps ducking us because he's like, no, I don't want to do your garbage show. Yeah, what a real dick. I know. He's like, nah, okay, I'll do your show, but this is the movie we're doing. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, guys? It's Grim. Hey, <laughs> it's Grim. <Locke. laughs> That's all accurate. It's all true. Um, yeah. No, you uh, you caught me in a vulnerable state uh, a couple. I did. Was it a week? I really am. A week ago, I think you like kicked the bathroom door open. <laughs> I was like, was you taking a shit? Yeah. I, I absolutely <laughs> ambushed him. Well, what it was is I see what you did. You sent you sent uh, Spinks up here to, to to take a, you know to test the waters, and then he comes running down. He's like he's there, and he kind of said maybe. I think you should definitely go just like scare the shit out of him. And that was the thing. I didn't know that. Uh, you came up. You're yeah. like, hey, you want some pizza? I was like, yeah, I'll take your, I'll take your <laughs> bribe, your bribe pizza. And then I'm back playing a video game, and all of a sudden, hey, and I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording next Friday. What movie do you want to do? And I'm like, all right, you got me cornered. Let's let's go ahead. <laughs> I think I've done every other show on the network. I probably should get this done. It's important though to know. I mean, did he literally scare the shit out of you? Was it no. successful? No, we were good. We were oh, good. Yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. I clinched just in time. <laughs> you were definitely caught off guard, though. You did catch me I off guard. Really, well, I, I really head. had you by the ball. I'm by like, the you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that wears all the headset and everything. <laughs> I get really into it. So, and I'm like in the corner of the game room, my back to the door. So he was able to get all the way right next to me and then just say, Hey, you want to do a movie? <laughs> my, my, my other thought was, as, as I he licks in, your ear, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh shit, I hope he's not streaming. Yeah. No, I don't think I, I think you're good. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. I kind of should have taken that into account. Well, oh, yeah. I am very happy we got you on because I'm extremely happy you picked this movie. Yeah. Right. Well, you obviously we already, you already did the matrix, right? Mm -hmm. Which would have been a go-to for me. Um, Tron's always something that I've thought about, but, but 
John Wick with with John Wick three being more recent mm-hmm. of a release is definitely on my mind, and it fits uh, it fits the show so well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So John Wick came out on October twenty fourth, two thousand fourteen, which is my fifth anniversary. Ooh. By the way, oh great! Happy <laughs> anniversary, wife. Here's John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when was the when was the first time you guys saw it? So what's your history with this movie? I, I can go first because mine's pretty brief. It was actually over the summer. I I, I I know I cannot this believe summer? it. This summer, wow! Uh, I just I kept being told you gotta see John Wick. Gotta see John Wick. It's a great movie. It's awesome. And finally, I think it was on sale at Best Buy. Like the first two movies, I got it in 4K. It was like 10 <laughs> bucks. So I'm like sold. Like finally, I'm gonna take it. And I've still only seen the first one twice now. Um, I haven't seen the second one or the third one yet. But I after rewatching it today, I'm like, I need to watch these other two as oh, soon man. as possible. The third one is- yeah, nuts. So yeah, for me, it's only been a couple months since I saw it the first time. For Joe and I, I got a feeling it might be the same. I don't think so. Did you, you go to the theater to see it? I did not see it in the theater. Because the first time I saw it, we were up at the party house okay. on vacation. So this is the house that we went to for Chops' bachelor party. Okay, We were all there. We do go on friends' vacation uh, every year. This is probably, well, this would have been two years ago at this point. Yeah. Our buddy Dave had brought the movie with him and we sat and we watched it kind of collectively so the first time oh, i yeah. saw it was at the party house. you know what's crazy like i completely forgot about that i i did but you're right yeah that would have been the first time that i saw it yeah because I, I was because i remember you were like yeah okay i guess we'll watch it because you didn't really yeah i mean i remember hearing about it and knowing it was a thing but I, I i never you know i wasn't like oh i gotta go see this yeah and i remember dave was always a big proponent of it yeah dave and i are very much in sync as far as like little action like the equalizer i thought was great and like great and jack reacher was really good you know the kind of the smaller action films um but yes yeah, so that that was the first place I saw. yeah it. you're right i i completely forgot but you're 100 percent right about that what did you think it was the first time you saw it I, I liked it i mean i own it i think i went home and bought it on amazon so i own it after that so i think i was just a little late to the party on it and i've, I've seen the subsequent sequels the yeah. day they came out and everything so mm-hmm. how about you grimlock so Anybody that knows me knows I'm obsessed with Neo, mm-hmm. and no, and they 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 look they think of me as a Keanu guy. So from from Speed to the replacements to whatever, <laughs> right? Like oh. from good to bad, I'm a Keanu guy. But but Neo, I was obsessed with. That explains so, all the all the black pleather you wear. All the bl- <laughs> yeah, I, there there was a time where I kind of wanted to. I never I never <laughs> fell fell into that hole though, thankfully. But I did have the Hotmail email address of neoj2113 at <laughs> hotmail.com. It nice. still works. So there you go. You can send me some spam. <laughs> I don't check it very often, so good luck. But um, so yeah. I had a, a buddy that was really into film and was doing his own kind of podcast and doing the 48-hour film festival, just always watching movies. And he reached, he lives in Ohio now. I hadn't talked to him in probably a couple of years. He reaches out to me out of, out of the blue. Dude, you got to watch John Wick. I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's, it's this Keanu Reeves movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. And I'm like, all right, man, I'll check it out. And like, I don't know, eight months go by. And I remember going up to like um, – like a family video or something like that. And just in like a used bin was like a cheapo Blu-ray of John <laughs> Wick. And, you know, my wife was with me. I'm like, okay, well, I keep being told we should, you know, I should watch this. So let's, let's, let's just pick it up and watch it tonight. So I didn't actually watch it. It came out in 2014. I didn't see it until 2016. Um, and <laughs> the second I watched this movie, I was like, 
how did I not know about this film? <laughs> like, like I, this is amazing. And then, of course, you know, we uh, end up getting two more films, and and uh, it's been it's been a fantastic ride. But yeah, uh, that was the first time I saw it. it was Blu-ray in my house, and not knowing anything about it. So I find it fascinating that like none of us saw it any time near its release. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to think like. Was this just a sleeper? Like it, it just kind of came and went and yeah. did not. It didn't like know, it's, it's it didn't had the slow burn that yeah. now it's well, it's it, huge. It built but. a cult following pretty quickly, yeah. and I think you know some. And I don't know how, how much of this I'm going to steal from you guys, but oh, like the the director, this was his first film. Yep. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was actually the stunt double for Keanu in The Matrix, and he's been a stunt double in like everything. Or in yeah, God, the list goes on and on and on. But but anyways, like so. I mean, you're talking about a first-time director, you're talking about Keanu, who hadn't done anything in quite a long time as far as, like, action. You know, he, he had been kind of, no offense, but kind of forgotten about yeah. for the most part. And so I just think, yeah, he flew under the radar. People were just looking at it as this, this gun, you know, shoot em up movie that if you're into an action movie, you might like it. Otherwise, it's probably nothing special. And Boy, were, was that wrong? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Do you want to get that into the numbers? Yeah. I was going to say, that's kind of a nice segue into well, yeah, and, how and, critics and, felt, and, I guess. And the budget on this thing is $20 million, which is like not, I mean, by standards of action movies these days, that's pretty tame. Yeah, 2014, $20 million is not a lot. That's only five years ago. And then a domestic gross of $43 million, which is like double, and then a worldwide of $88 million. So a bona fide hit. Sure. Which, like you said, for kind of just our reactions, like none of us were rushing out to see it. It definitely was one of those, well, I think, build upon movies. You're like, you know, word of mouth, like you got to go see this. Well, and that was the thing to to speak to that. The opening weekend, it only made about 14 million, mm-hmm. and then over time, like it kept consistently making eight to 10 million over the next like four weeks. Well, that's and that's one of those films that you hear about that like. Under the radar, and then people go see it, and then they go, and then word of mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I remember um, a, a movie that reminds me of this, and I don't think the numbers probably support it as well, but Pitch Black. Yeah. Okay. Pitch Black oh, was totally. that sci-fi movie yeah. that, like, you didn't know anything about with this Vin Diesel guy that you didn't know anything about at the time, and it just kind of grew into this yep. special piece. You're right. We, we won't talk about the other movies that came out after <laughs> that. Yeah, it, for like that as well. I think of we did a Patreon on it. For me, it was like Batman uh, Begins. Like I just didn't feel like there was a great movement towards it, and it was chops. That was like, no, you need to go see this. Ah. So it, it took me, you know, a little while to finally get to see it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is incredible. Because I feel like I think we talked about it, like you know, after Batman and Robin, Batman <laughs> needed to take a well deserved <laughs> break. Oh yeah. Um, but then it, you know, with Christopher Nolan taking over, it just you know, dominated. So, and what what's kind of further interesting, kind of going along with the numbers and the, looking at the top grossing movies of 2014, John Wick actually came in 77th oh, out wow. of the top wow. 100. So it's like it's not. I mean, it was a success, but I think it's relative to how cheap it costs to make it. Um, the top three movies, the, <laughs> the number one movie. Like I had to double check this twice because I kept thinking it was wrong. But apparently, the top grossing movie of 2014 was American Sniper. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, American Sniper, uh, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, 2, and then the original Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. Huh. Yeah. And we have not done any other movies from 2014, so... 
I was going to say I don't I don't think I think this is a year that we haven't really covered yet. Yeah, I don't think it was a big year for action movies. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Well, most not about it. Guardians was it. at third, yeah. so. Oh, and just to kind of round this stuff up, the Rotten Tomatoes on this 87% yep. and an audience score of 81%. So, okay. I'm, okay. a little surprised. I kind of thought the audience score would be higher on this, but Yeah, I would have too. I wonder how this did on um like VOD and uh, Blu-ray and all that. I imagine it like I imagine it probably doubled the the profits at that point. More than likely. Because I know everybody I know owns this. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, we're ready to do a little lightning round here. Yep. Let's do it. I know what to do, thank you. Sometimes I don't know that you do. No, you're right. <laughs> All right, here we go. According to Keanu Reeves... What percentage of his own stunts did he do? 90%. 90%. Oh, I think my mic's out. Oh, I think something is up. Maybe. Number two. In what other movie does Reeves drive a Mustang? Uh, oh, uh, crap. I don't know. We just did this movie. Hint. Oh, oh. Uh, point break. It is point break. Number three. How old was John Wick originally supposed to be? 63. Yeah. All right. Number four. The doctor at Continental Hotel is in another movie with Reeves. Who is it? Uh, It is the Matrix sequel. Uh, Matrix. um, Keymaker. Keymaker. Yeah, he's the (laughs) keymaker. He is the keymaker. The hotel manager's name is Charon. Sharon? Charon? Charon. Charon? Yeah. Do you know what that represents? Uh, he is the god that ex- escorts people to the underworld. Yeah. Wow. Good work. How old was Keanu Reeves when it came out? 45? 46. The answer is 50. Oh. oh. Yeah, right. Uh, my last one. Uh, Chad Stahelski, the director, has a very famous um, past in a movie we did. Ugh. He's a stunt double. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Grim already mentioned that about Matrix. Matrix. I'm thinking a different movie, though. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, man. He was Brandon Lee's double from oh. The Crow. Oh, yeah, yeah. shoot. And he took over as The Crow after he died. Oh, crap. Yeah. So pretty crazy there. All right. And now it's time to go into some taglines. All right. So I'm a little disappointed in in how (laughs) these are. I felt like for John Wick, they would have been way better. But here we go. First one. Don't set them off. Uh, All right. (laughs) Right. This one I do like. Revenge is all he has left. That's pretty good. It basically sums up the entire movie. Right. 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 And then the last one, they actually took a quote, which actually might be my favorite quote from the film. John Wick isn't the boogeyman. He's the guy you send to kill the fucking boogeyman. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my line. <laughs> that is pretty good. Did the tagline have the swear word in it? It has it, like, with the symbols. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, that's a bold move. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's what we had for our taglines. See, I think they missed a tagline. Yeah, what would you go with? Everything's got a price. Because oh. <laughs> that's the line. I mean, that's, that is that's, what he says. That's the line in the beginning, and yeah, that's yeah. the line when he closes it out. I mean, it's a big line that kind of closes off the movie. Open and and they didn't use that as a thing? Uh, not according to IMDb. Weird. I know, right? Like, I mean, the full line three. is, everything's got a price, bitch. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there is a... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, all right. So our cast. Yeah. We've got... Oh, before I do that, did you guys yeah. see who one of the producers was? No. 
<laughs> I mean, I, Ava Longoria. Ava Longoria was a producer mm-hmm. of this. Oh, yeah. That is so weird. I tried to look up more about that, and I could not find anything because I was kind of curious. I know that she's left, like, kind of acting and is now, like, directing and producing. Mm-hmm. So maybe she knew because there's a lot of producers in the film. So maybe she knew one of them and kind of like, well, hey, a, can I just kind of hop on? There's a ton of executive producers, uh-huh. which is basically yeah. said, here's some money. I'm probably won't be answer. on set, but here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I feel like maybe she just kind of piggybacked to get an idea of it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Tough to say. Uh, for our cast, obviously, we have Keanu Reeves, who is playing, well, John Wick, right? And, you know, I have attacked Keanu in the past in some <laughs> of our movies that we've done. But I will go out and say this is his best acting job I think he's ever done. I haven't seen the other two, but I just, you know, he doesn't yeah. talk a ton in the movie, which I think work, which yeah. I think works for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just the the intensity that he has. Yeah. I think just plays off perfectly for this movie in this role. Well, yeah. I was a huge, like I said, huge Neo fan. That was my Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. trilogy or whatever. Even, even though maybe we don't want to look at it as a trilogy, but still. <laughs> I loved it, and so it. By the time I watched all three wicks so far, with a fourth coming, yep. um, by this is my favorite film series that he's ever done. Like this, this surpassed Matrix, no problem. Wow. And if oh, I well. compare John Wick one to Matrix one, <clears throat> I'll take John Wick one. I'll wow. take the Keanu out of John Wick one. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And and just aside, what yeah. was the last time you watched the two Matrix movies? Like the first Matrix, or, or are you talking about the, the two and three? Two oh, the sequels, God. I, I watched maybe Reloaded a couple of years ago. but Okay, because I went back after we did the episode. Yeah. I went back and I watched them both. Yeah. They weren't as bad as I thought they were. You keep I, saying that. I do, I know, but two, <laughs> I, I really liked were. two, but three, three was rough for me. I've still never okay. seen three, so. Good for you. <laughs> no. The other thing I have about Keanu is uh, he was training eight hours a day. Yeah, I saw that. In judo and jujitsu. For four months. And, for four months and weapon and, and guns weapons training. Yeah, yeah. Weapons training. Have you, did you guys see the video of him and um what's her name um in from john wick three uh Halle Berry. Berry. oh yeah doing the gun train gun range training uh-huh. yeah it's insane. oh it's craziness it's it's him <laughs> you ever seen those the, the police training where they're in a big shooting gallery and they have yeah. to weave through yeah and, yeah. Uh, and quick load different weapons and stuff he does that and he does it flawlessly it yeah. is unreal I mean, we talked about how like this movie has had a cult following, but I think Keanu Reeves is getting this growing well, cult yeah. Now yeah, revival. Yeah. Like, what was it? He was like helping people. He was like all over the internet because he was oh, like they got stranded. He, yeah, people got stranded at the airport, so, so he, he 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 was like dropping them off. No, he rented a he, he rented a bus for everybody. Oh, yeah. that was it. <laughs> and then yeah, someone was like everybody. live streaming it, and yeah. he was just like just hanging out. With yeah, him. just chilling yeah. out, like acting I mean, totally normal. If, if you don't know a lot about Keanu, he's like a very giving person. You hear about all this all this charity work he does all the stuff he's done for his family and yep. things like that i mean and he is that guy that you don't necessarily think about being this you know super successful person within the film industry because mm-hmm. he kind of is kind of that quiet when he's not in the in the film he's kind of in the shadows he, yeah. he doesn't yeah. like the attention well do we want to talk about um speaking of of success and do you want to do the well i thought we'd go through the rest of the yeah when we get to the rest of the list first yeah because uh, we also have Michael Nyquist, who is our our villain, uh, Vigo Tarasov, right? Not not really a pop quiz, but he died right after this movie. Yeah, released. I saw that. 
Oh, really? Yeah, like within within like a month or two of this film releasing, he died. Did oh. you hear about the accident he had on set too? Yes, I did. The cut, side of his head got cut to the point where his ear was like laying oh. on his shoulder. Oh. Oh. I did not know that. It was that. a issue or um, a mishap with a stunt double. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, Alfie Allen is Joseph. I always feel like I say uh, yeah, that Joseph, first name wrong. Joseph, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Uh, which is the son, uh, but he's famous as as Theon. Yeah, in, uh, my no- in my notes, he's just called Theon in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny too when you uh, so the the studio didn't want the dog to die. Yeah, they didn't want the dog to die, and so the director was like, "Nope, it has to happen." And because we're going to kill a puppy we have to make sure the person that caused this is the biggest douche ever (laughs) until they they found him and they're like yep this is the guy (laughs) oh yeah which is so funny the studio says that when like you see how brutal some of these murders are it's like oh but we're concerned about a puppy like Man, I, I mean, know. I get it. There's well, a thing there's about, no, the puppy was emotional. But. <laughs> there is a thing about about animals and movies that drive me nuts. Like even I, I instantly drive right back to I Am Legend with Will Smith and having to put down his dog, which like it's all he has. I'm like, fuck this movie. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I've never gone back and watched it because of that. Yeah. Never. And so like, I, I agree. Thought, it's not that great of a movie. Still. <laughs> true. True. But this this one, like just watching it today to recap for the show. I, I that that scene again. I was like, man, this is hard to get through. Man, so you don't watch any of those dog movies that are now popular? Can't do like, it, man. Can't <laughs> like do it. I am Mar- Marley no, and me and that no. other bullshit. I'm, <laughs> late, yeah. I'm way too attached to my animals and the whole that whole pulling on heartstrings is just no, no, thank you. Yeah, we got uh, Dean Winners, uh, who is Avi, who's famous as Mayhem on yeah, all the commercials. <laughs> Uh, he was weird because it because to me he was famous in those commercials before I really even saw this movie. <laughs> yeah. So like I kept seeing him and he pulled me out of the movie for a while. Like mm. well, he bugged I, me. I yeah. remember seeing him in this movie first and then seeing him as Mayhem. Yeah, I already knew him as Mayhem to some extent. <laughs> I already knew him oh, that and um SVU. He was in SVU. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was that. in Thirty Rock a little bit too. If yeah, I remember, I feel it like wasn't he's a, Tina Fey's boyfriend. I feel like he's someone who pops up in a lot of stuff. He's in some episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. Uh, Adrian uh, Palicki. Palicki, thank you. Uh, is Perkins our our girl uh, assassin? Uh, she's from Toledo. Oh, I didn't know that. And she is kind of a legit badass too. Like she does all is of she? her own stunts. Yeah. She does a lot of action-based TV shows. She was in um, Agents, uh, of Agents, Agents of Shield. She yeah, she's done a lot of Marvel work. And then I couldn't figure out today. I'm like, why is she so familiar outside of this movie to me now? And it's because of Orville. Yep, the Orville. So yeah, I have a weird story yeah. about the Orville. So she got married last year. Yeah. To Scott Grimes, who oh, yeah. is the, the, the pilot guy. on oh, the Oroville, yeah. their marriage was two months long, and then they got divorced. <laughs> they met on set, got married within a year, and then got divorced in two months. Well, <laughs> right, like what happened there? Ah, uh, who are my last couple here? Kevin Nash shows up, yeah, <laughs> playing a Russian, uh, yeah, Russian well, Francis, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lance uh, Reddick uh, is the guy that runs the the Continental. Yep. I just remember him from The Wire. Uh, and then the last one I had was, of course, Willem Dafoe. What did you say, Ian McShane? Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Did I miss yeah. Ian McShane? And John Leguizamo. Oh, I yeah, did. Well, a, there's a lot of I feel others. Like, I feel like this is one of those movies where like every role you're like, oh, hey, I know who that is, even yeah. if you can't play some Bridget sometimes. Bridget Moynihan is his wife. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Uh, Fine. Thanks for handling the characters, by the way. Good work. I hate you. <laughs> do you, you want to do these net worths? Heck yeah, we do. All right. 
Now I didn't do, obviously it's a big cast and we recognize a lot. I only did a few just, you know. But let's start with Ian McShane, who we just mentioned. What do you think for Ian McShane? We mentioned him when we did um, Death we did Race. Death Race. And do I, you remember? I don't think it was, <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was like 10 million. Okay. Six million? His net worth. His net worth. Oh boy. Um, I'll go 15. Uh, 10 million. Good, good memory, LPJ. Uh, what about Willem Dafoe? I think it's around the same. I think it's like 15, though. I'll, I'm going to go even a little higher. I'll say 20. Okay. Clarification. Is this is this what they took from this movie? No, no, no. no, no. no. This total. is their total net worth. Oh. Total net worth. Wow. I'll go with 16. Uh, 40 million. Wow. Yeah, I was say it seemed low, but... Willem Dafoe, man. He's made a lot of money. He was the Green Goblin. I was going to say, it's, it's right. all Green Goblin money. <laughs> <It's gotta be. laughs> uh, and then uh, I have Elfie Allen. What do you think for him? Mm, Three million. Okay. I don't know. Game of Thrones, I think he made some bank. I'll say 10 million. Okay. Eight. Six million. Oh, okay. so, all right. Good for him. And then finally, we know we talked about this before, but if anyone remembers, Keanu Reeves. I remember he made he's made an ass load of money. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think it was like five hundred million. If I remember, it was some insane cra- number. It's something crazy. I think it's like three fifty. Okay. Well, three hundred was quoted back when John Wick first came out. So, are, is this like current? Are these numbers current ish? <laughs> as current as the internet will allow. Four fifty. Three sixty. Okay. Okay. So still pretty good for for him. Yeah, I mean. So, and that that's all I got. I know there's a lot more, but yeah, we, that's we don't want to do net worth all night. Yeah. Uh, I do have a song that we're going to quickly play here, just a little sample of it cuz I it, it plays throughout the film. I feel like two or three times it, yeah. it comes on. Yeah, it's kind of the overarching theme yeah. other than the the music by uh, our buddy Tyler Bates. Well, Tyler Bates does well, let's get into the music and then I can tell yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll start with we got Marilyn Manson with Killing Strangers. So, here's a little sample of that. Doesn't need no opera Here for the operation We don't need Bigger knife Cause we got guns We got guns We got guns We got guns That'll run Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, so I'm a big Marilyn Manson fan. Okay. So John Wick mixed with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> if you mix Nine Inch Nails with something, I'm a oh, fan. Yeah. That's why 300 got me every time <laughs> during, the, during the trailer. Yeah. And then now you have John Wick with Marilyn Manson. But the, the kicker here, the why this happened, was because uh, Tyler Bates or whatever, he does a ton of the work for Marilyn Manson. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, okay. He does a ton of their... Vi- their all, like, even like... Though music's not popular with like videos anymore, yeah, he still does all of Marilyn Manson's video work. Oh. So there was there was a connection there that he was able to bring him in and get get some rights and, and make some stuff happen for this film. Very cool. And then we know Tyler Bates from uh, Three Hundred. Oh, okay. From yeah. a lot of things. Well, I, I mean, yeah, from a ton of things. I knew him. Was... I knew him a ton because of, he's big in the video game world too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he makes a lot of video game music. 
Which I kind of, we can have a brief conversation about that. So I was doing a little bit of the research on John Wick. I mean, Grimlock, you are obviously our, our leader on, on the Gamezilla Media podcast and Gamezilla Media in general. So I, I read here that there was a video game that came out called the John Wick Chronicles. Yeah, it was, this is, this is, are we talking, this is more recent, isn't it? Yeah, it said yeah. it was 2017. Yeah. And and what what I was interested about was it said it came out on the HTC Vive or the stream, yeah, it was the a, Steam VR? Yeah, it was a VR game. It okay. Was, yeah, it didn't go too well. <laughs> um, they've tried to do uh, a second one that's more recent from, based more around, well, it's not even based off the movies, but it happened because of the third movie. Um, that I guess is a little bit better, but the VR one, I didn't even, I didn't, <laughs> didn't even, even bother, bother with, <laughs> with the reviews I read and everything. It just didn't, uh, didn't sound too good. <laughs> Fair enough. But then I also saw, and I think you guys have mentioned this on, on the show back in the day, but, uh, he has, he's a character you can play on Fortnite now, right? John Wick. Yeah. So the Fortnite skin, I mean, I think now they've done justice with it because of the success of John Wick, but mm-hmm. originally that John Wick skin wasn't a John Wick skin. It was like a, it was a, it was a John Wick skin, <laughs> but they weren't going to credit it. Right. Okay. So, so it came out and I remember like, it's one I have. Cause once I saw it, I was like, I have to get this. And it was one of the first battle passes that came out in Fortnite mm-hmm. and you had to get to level 100 to get it. And so all I did was play Fortnite for a long time. <laughs> so, cause I'm not good at Fortnite. So to get there, it took a while. And so I got the skin, love the skin, but yeah, for a while there, Fortnite was taking things and kind of like you would, you would assume that it was a John Wick skin, but uh-huh. they weren't claiming it. And then they started getting in trouble for <laughs> stealing likeness. Yeah. And all of a sudden, um, you know, when Fortnite blew up, they started making deals. So um, John, they actually had a John Wick crossover. They had a Marvel crossover, you know, and they've been doing that more with uh, with the films. So it's kind of cool to, to watch that. Right now, a uh, Batman one's going on. So Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. And then LPJ, I wanted to bring this up, too, because um, from doing some of the research here, uh, the director says he had a huge influence from The Killer, yeah. which is a film that, that we did back in the past, and mm-hmm. that Keanu was actually supposed to be the lead role in the English version of The Killer. Did you know that? I think we talked about that, actually. Did we? I couldn't remember if we did or not. Um, and I guess just the movie just didn't take off yeah, and get the money never, or the funds yeah, for it. They were never able um, to Because I think he said he was committed to do it. Like I think there was even a contract written up and all that, huh. um, but that just ended up not happening. And uh, Grimlock had mentioned uh, earlier, too, about our director, and I just wanted to bring it up as well, that I think one of the huge successes of this movie and why it's like awesome to watch is because of that experience he has as a stunt coordinator. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because you watch the choreography throughout these scenes, and yeah. they are just incredible. Like, re-watching this today, like, it is amazing how top-notch all of these action scenes are for this film well you watch you know again we talked about three and it's nuts right yes like these movies ramp up yeah for sure but you still go back to 2014 and you watch like that first scene in his house when when he gets attacked you know they send Mm -hmm. they send the crew and like it's still intense and you're and it puts you on edge and all the way down to the last kill in, in that house i mean it's done so well and i never I guess I never thought too much about the fact of who the director was mm-hmm. and the background. And so it uh, it makes sense and it makes me excited to see what this director is going to be able to do moving forward because he does have a couple uh, different projects coming up. He's, he's got John Wick 4, right. but he also has a couple other projects in um, 
Oh, my mind just went blank. Gangsters of Shanghai. Yes, um, I saw that. I saw the, that. He has a TV show around the hotel of John yeah, the Wick. Continental. Yeah, the Continental is going to be something. So, oh, I did tell you that. So yeah. things like that that I'm excited to see what what he can turn out and see sure. really if it's if it's him or if it's a mixture of something that's going on with this this Wick series. So as Stahelski, he's done all the movies. He's directed yeah. them all. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. And then the third one, like, there's this hallway scene, like oh. this knife fight knife, in the third yeah. one. Oh my god! It is <laughs> the one that's in that weird like yes. like weapon museum yes. or whatever. It, that scene's insane. Where they're it just like be, throwing all like, the knives. There was there's a scene in the Daredevil TV show where he's fighting in this hallway, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost it, it's almost like one long continuous scene, shot. one continuous yeah. shot, right? I yeah. didn't know what scene you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and it's incredible. Yeah, I thought that was the best fight scene I had ever seen. This thing in John Wick three just blew it out of the water. I stopped breathing. I was like, <laughs> sitting there, was, like oh I my like god, it is the greatest point. thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, just kind of talking about like the the direction and the stunt work in this, I think what's so interesting and maybe that's so like different from a lot of the action movies is like the transitions in this from his like hand to hand to he's shooting and he's got the knives and it's like it's so seamless and flawless the way he goes from like oh I'm punching you in the throat now I'm shooting you in the head and I'm throwing a knife and it all it all flows so well and it's it's very interesting you know a lot of times in action movies you just get like okay I'm a I, I shoot people or I punch people but you get like a real combination of all that with John Wick I think what I think one thing that John Wick has that I've never seen in a film is the just authentic feel. Yes. So mm-hmm. and, and that's because when you when you read about it, like he has three different gun positions based off a of range. He has like we've talked about the jujitsu uh, and and the and all the other martial arts. Judo, yeah, yeah, judo or whatever. And and so all of the throws that you see are all built around that type of martial art. So it all is real in a in to an extent, right? Like to an extent. But it's all believable. So when you get a, like I have a buddy at work that's really into weapons and things like that, and so he likes John Wick from just that. When he watches the movie, goes that is actually what you're supposed to do. That is actually how you would strip down that gun. That like yeah. he, he references that. Um, so I mean that's something that Wick has that you know you go watch like Shoot 'Em Up, which was a fun movie, but it's just over the top craziness. Sure. None of it's you know where this feels a little more authentic. Yeah, and I think too. You know, going off of that point, like you can see it, like when he's not getting the headshot, he's always targeting like the hip or the leg, yeah. and then he pulls the headshot. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. it's it's so perfectly yeah, like if he done can't get the headshot, he's gonna disable him to yep. slow him down and then finish him off. Yeah. And yep. just how fast the movements of these shootings are, you know, just being able to properly have that all set up correctly ahead of time. Like I would be really fascinated to know like how many takes some of well, this stuff took. Fun fact that we we didn't bring up the uh, night scene, um, that whole scene. Keanu learned the day of the sh- of yes. the t- of the shot. Yep. Oh, that's he actually literally crazy. learned it all that day, and I believe <laughs> if I'm right, he actually they accomplished it in one take. That's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> so yeah, it, it. But but otherwise, you talk about like uh, I think when when um, the head incident with the ear. Yeah. happened yeah. there there was something where that the amount of time that took was like 10% of all the shooting was that scene because they didn't have to reshoot all the end scenes to try to hide the scar and like so yeah there there's a lot of work that goes into this especially when something goes wrong but 
Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I, halfway through my notes and watching the film, I, I literally wrote down, does someone like John Wick really exist in real life? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. If he does, I don't know. I don't want to know. If it is, it's the director of this film. Yeah, right? Like, it like kind of terrified me for a minute. Like, is there really a guy that is like this awesome at executing people? Oh, you know what? After seeing that Keanu video of him training, I can't believe Keanu could do it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Fair enough. I know he practices martial arts. That's true. Yeah, yep. He knows kung fu, right? He does. <laughs> he knows that he knows kung fu. He knows how to surf. He can fly he a helicopter. To, he can fly a helicopter. He skydives. Yeah, he, he can, can shoot weapons. He's he is all of his characters. He can time That's travel cool. in a phone booth. I saw that too. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted. All right. all right, so we should probably get kind of into this movie here. Well, I you know what? In all honesty, like I, we're having fun discussing the yeah, film no, in general, I and mean, and one thing that. Like, typically for me when it comes to movie watching is I love a good plot, but this is an exception to that rule. Well, that's why I you think know, we can kind of roll Right? It. I mean, there's not much of a story here. Yeah, I mean, there's like a, br- a broad stroke kind of yeah. like setup, and then there's the movie, I think. Yeah, but, it, it but essentially, no, you know, what, what we find out is, and, and what I love with the delivery of the film from the beginning is you know he is someone that to quote Taken, has an unusual set of skills, (laughs) but you're not quite aware in the very beginning, in the first couple minutes, what exactly that is. I forgot how long this movie takes in the beginning to set things up. I forgot that it starts with a flashback. I mean, mean, it starts and then flashes (laughs) back. When it started, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right, because it starts with at the end of the movie yeah. and then flashes back to the and beginning. And I loved that execution, like that kind of like setting up what it is we're going to be watching for the remainder of the film was yeah. such a cool way to begin this film. The first time I saw this film and it and that happened, I'm not a, generally I'm not a fan of this where I'm like, oh, it's a flashback. <laughs> I, I'm just not a fan of it, but, but this movie like worked perfectly for yeah. this yeah yeah and so we you know his his wife was terminally ill she passes away uh and then you know he, he's going through grief right you know this this puppy shows up that was supposed to be like a final gift to him from the wife uh he's rocking in this awesome 1969 <laughs> mustang oh yeah man when you hear that thing roar when he hits the the accelerator is awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, he's just trying to, like, get out his emotions. He's driving around in that parking lot and whatnot. And that's when he... Go ahead. Did you... I don't know if you saw this, too, and I forget the name of the book, but the book that that uh, security guard is reading when he lets him into that that uh, airfield... Okay. Is, uh, ...is actually the... What this movie was based off of oh it's actually about it's about a character it's about an ass- a retired assassin that ends up going back for revenge type deal so it's just a, a, a cute little um <laughs> oh that's e- right and, egg. and the book was based on a guy yeah who basically he, he woke up and there were people in his house and they had, i don't know if they killed his dog or what happened but he followed the yeah. four guys across like four counties yeah and like took them all out until the police showed up and yeah, arrested everybody i saw that yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then we see, you know, he's at the gas station filling up, yeah. you know, his tank and, you know, this group of thugs show up and, you know, the, the one guy who ends up being um, Alfie Allen. Alfie the, Allen. The young Greyjoy. Yeah, that's right. He is <laughs> like he's impressed with the car and he wants to buy it. And then he starts talking, and I love it when he talks to the dog in Russian. Like there's a price, for, like you said, there's a Every, price for everything's gonna a price, price bitch. bitch. <laughs> and then just you know, Wick just says it right back in Russian, like not this one, bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, not everything has a price. Or... Yeah, and it's just like, oh yeah, this guy speaks <laughs> Russian now too. Like you know that something's fucked up with this guy, right? 
And so, you know, what pretty much sets up his anger, his rage, is they find out where he lives and they break into his house and they beat the shit out of him, kill the, the puppy like we mentioned earlier, and take his car. Yeah. And that sets up the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, John Wick's just tracking people <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. Going out for revenge. And I and I think the other like key plot point is that he Theon ends up he's the son of this gangster Vigo yep. who is like someone that John Wick worked for in the past. Yep. Like yep. he was like his employer. So Yeah, and what I love about this movie is there's an entire history and world that's set up yeah. throughout the film very, very simply mm-hmm. um but very thoroughly. Yeah. Like you you understand that there's this Assassin's Guild that kind of runs everything, you know, in the underground. They use these gold tokens for everything. There's a code. There's, you know, when contracts are are put out, it goes through this back channel that sends it to everybody. You know, it, there there's the Continental, which is the hotel that is the safe haven for all these assassins that has its own underground like bar that only the assassins can can get into. It's it's and these underground rules, right? Like yeah. you're like you said, you're not allowed to no to, to engage in con- business no on property. property. Yeah. And it's very like gentlemen, right? It's very it's very yeah, it's very mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. professional yep. for considering what they're doing. Yeah. But um that's a good point you make and and I noticed it watch just watching the film again because when you watch all three, yeah. It's one movie. Oh, 100%. It's one gigantic movie and and the way and what they establish in the first film and how the the second film builds upon that, and then the third film, like they really, the director, the writers, everything are really thinking about how to layer this overall story to just build off of each film and really ramp up. Well, I think the time frame from the beginning of the first film to the end of the third film is only like two weeks. Correct. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. So yeah, it's uh, very smart, and I and I think when I when we went when I went and saw uh, John Wick three, yeah, I hadn't I didn't go back and watch one. And so we were talking about it, and I'm like, well, yeah, John Wick 1 establishes, like, your main characters in this, like, little realm, and then they grow up, they build out from there. And so, but then watching it today, I was like, you know, actually, there's a lot more, like you're saying, just yeah. fine details that actually do spread out further than I realized. There's a lot of little that, things. That really do add up and, and start to play a bigger role. Yeah. Um, even some of the characters that we talk about, like, um, I, f- I forgot his name, but the... Um, from the Continental, not Trump. not the only, yeah. How how his role throughout the movies grows. He's a he's a practically a nobody in the first film. Mm-hmm. Turns into complete badass. There's one thing I noticed. So it, a little spoiler for the third film. In the third film, there's like this little safe house in the Continental that's filled with all these weapons and things. Mm-hmm. Yep. He as he's walking through the Continental, you see that that room is empty in the first movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then in the third movie, he says it's a recent addition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's recent within like <laughs> a week. <laughs> right. Like so, in the third movie, they use that exact same room and have it filled in the third movie. Oh, very cool. Well, but you think about you think about what happened at the end of the second yeah. movie, and you go, oh, maybe that's why they built this room. Exactly. Because of that's what exactly. Happened. See what I'm saying? Everything starts to really. I'm not trying to ruin anything. No, 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 you're good. That you know are sleeping on this. <laughs> I I got to get to it. Well, and and I think what this movie does well, like you said, it it, it has this whole world, and it's but it doesn't like be you know like a lot of movies that try too hard to explain this to you, and this movie's just like. It's the world he's in, and it unfolds, and they don't like try and be like, "Well, here's what this is how it works." I'm an assassin. Yes. I pay with gold coins. You know, it's yep. just like yes. it just happens. That's what he does. That's you know, and it just like unfolds naturally. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah, and, I, just, and the buy-in is for whatever reason. It I don't works. Know, it just there's a buy-in that you just accept it. 
Yeah. And it, and it makes sense to you as you're watching it. And then there's this buy-in of the fear that all these other people oh, have of yeah. him. Oh, yeah. So, like, I love the scene when, you know, when he brings the car back, you know, to the guy that wants a new VIN number. And he keeps asking, like, who'd you get this? Yeah, like, John who'd you Leguizamo. take it from? Who'd you take it yeah, from? John Did you I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Leguizamo was the one who customized the car for him. Yeah. And so when Vigo calls the guy that runs oh, the chop did. shop and he's like, I heard you hit my kid. Yeah, well, he's a fucker, and he like you know he 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 stole John Wick's car, and it's oh, and killed his <laughs> just, dog. <laughs> yeah, and killed his dog. He just goes oh, and just hangs <laughs> yeah. up. That, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie because so he's like good. so mad. And he's just like okay, <laughs> and, and I love Validated. the fact that and yeah. I love the fact that that point Vigo knows like. He's fucked. He's fucked. I love, he brings Alfie Allen in and he punches him in the stomach, right? And But then he hugs him, right? Because he knows he's dead. Yeah. He knows there's nothing he yeah. can do. And that yeah. he, his son is dead. Yeah. Like he's holding a dead man in his arms right now. Yeah. And the kid doesn't even realize it. And, and you see it too at the end of the movie, like when Wick catches up to them before the helipad. And Vigo yeah. is just laughing. He's like, yeah. I'm so fucking dead. <laughs> he's like, yeah. This is it. Yeah. I just love it. it it's, and, and God, I love it. It's such a great, yeah. he's a great character. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He oh, really man. is. And again, like, doesn't have a lot to say. But it is all action that yeah, he does. He doesn't even need to to get it done. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. Are, are there any like special other additional scenes we may have missed that I mean, we want to briefly say are some favorites I of mean, ours? Or obviously, the whole like nightclub sequence is probably the centerpiece of the yeah. movie. It's like, I mean, almost. I mean, not the, the whatever, but it's almost like it's like oh, it's like a video game. We got the level on the ground floor where uh-huh. he's in the spa, and then he's in the middle level, and then he's on the top level, and it's. That whole sequence is probably the the centerpiece well, of I the know movie. That scene, I believe, was written in homage to um, the Bruce Lee movie. Yes. Um, well, I can't think of the name now. I'm not You're sure. right, though. Even, Enter the Dragon. Even, no, not Enter the Dragon. <laughs> is that the, the only building. one you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's oh shit, I can't think of it. But there's a movie where where Bruce Lee basically has to fight up level. Okay. You ever played the game Kung Fu for Nintendo? Yeah. The game for Kung Fu. That game Kung Fu is a direct ripoff of that Bruce Lee movie. Okay. He's going from level to level to level all the way up this tower and he has to beat a different boss at the end of it. And I and I think the so that's the main action scene. The one that I forgot upon not having watched a while was when he goes to like the church that's the front for Vigo that has like yeah. all his stuff and he just burns all his shit, all his money and blackmail and all that stuff. And then he's like when he when Vigo tries to kill him, there's that great scene. I don't remember the exact quote when he's talking about how like everyone keeps asking him if he's back. I don't oh, know, yeah, and he's, and he's yes. like, I haven't had, re- I haven't had a lot of time to think about it, but he's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. But he gets out when he has that shotgun, yes. and he's like, just like going <laughs> after him, and he's like on top of Vigo's car, just like, ah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, I, I have La Circa Rogue. Is that the name of the movie that you're talking about? It says know. here the Red Circle Bar is a clear no. That's the, influence. The, that's no? the bar. No. Okay. No, it's an actual. It's a Bruce Lee movie. I can't think of the name of it. Okay. Off the top of my head. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people can look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I had another idea that was just in my head, but I just lost <laughs> it. Man, it was so good. 
I don't know. My but, um, I guess my yeah. scene because the night, the nightclub is really yeah, yeah. cool. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good scenes, but I really like the um, near the end, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's caught up to the SUVs. He's in that uh, Charger, and he uh, you know starts to run run the cars off off the whatever you want to call it the dock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a point where he starts to kind of do drifts around like parking block structures. Yeah. And he's <laughs> shooting and tell me this doesn't feel like a uh, western like he's on oh, a yeah, horse. yeah. He's on 100%, a horse. 100% yeah and 100% he's shoot, yeah and like it, it like i like to me that's the feel they wanted and i'm like it's what it feels like except he's driving a car like it just works where i'm like this is so cool and so that's something that sticks with me every time i see that scene um it's also interesting that that scene was supposed to be like 30 minutes longer because the fight against um Vigo? Vigo was supposed to actually be super long, and then they finally realized, because originally John Wick was supposed to be in his 60s, right? Yeah. They realized, well, he's not much of a foe one-on-one to John Wick. Oh, yeah. So they actually, they've never released it, but the amount of film that they cut and actually just put it on the floor and left it, they said there's a ton of content of uh, Keanu doing all sorts of stuff that never seen the light of day from this film. Wow. I I would assume they probably, like, Reuse, not reuse the film, but reuse that stuff for later yeah. on in the other movies. Yeah, maybe, they, yeah. They, yeah, they did explain they had a ton of Keanu walking <laughs> through a lot of cool stuff, and it's like, well, some of that might have, uh, yeah, might have been reused for sure. And I'm happy you brought up the western side of things because because it it was mentioned that Sergio Leone was a huge influence uh, in this movie with his anti-hero Clint Eastwood movies like Fistful of Dollars mm-hmm. and Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and whatnot. And and you're right. Like, I, I put down in my notes, like, that car is, like, it's a weapon in and of itself, yeah. the way that he uses it. Yeah. I love that scene when he runs the guy over and then shoots the roof oh, yes. to cop the guy. It's yeah. like, that is awesome. So awesome. Yeah, that is that is very badass. <laughs> so uh, at this point, we sh- I think we can probably do a rating or, well, or we should probably I, do some I, role I only reversals, have right? role reversals. Okay. 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 So role reversals are, I'm going to give you the name of an actor uh, that either passed on the role or was turned down for the role, and you tell me if the movie would have been better or worse with them in it. Okay. So uh, for Winston, so um, Ian McShane's character, it actually, Jason Isaacs was originally cast in it. Okay. And then for whatever reason, either dropped out or turned it down, um, and that's when Ian McShane took over. But it was originally Jason Isaacs, who is... Um, 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 Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter <laughs> mm-hmm. and the evil, the evil British general in the Patriot. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, so Jason Isaacs. I I think it probably would have worked okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I like Ian McShane. I, so. I like Ian. Yeah, I think yeah. Ian McShane is better at it, especially when you watch this over the three films. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, totally. I, I'm a big fan of him in his role. And so we were talking about. Um, John Wick was supposed to be in the 60s. Mm-hmm. This movie was actually written for Paul Newman. Ugh. He originally wrote it with Paul Newman in mind. Wow. Because he didn't have any other actors that he wanted to. So he wrote it as Paul Newman. Huh. Which I'm guessing that that influences from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, again, imagine. where he's an anti hero. Yeah, I would imagine. And you have that huge you know, ending scene in that movie where it's the standoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if, if the movie was going to be geared towards. An older gentleman, sure, Paul Newman would be a great fit. But the way that the movie ends up being done, no way would Paul Newman have fit in this movie. No, and that's the other thing. I think that having John Wick be older would have hurt this movie a lot. Oh, I for agree. sure. I, I don't think it would have worked. I, I agree. think 
I think Keanu Reeves is the right person for this role. Yeah. And they geared everything toward his skill set, and it makes sense for the character a lot more than like a sixty-year-old would. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair. Yeah. All right. Did, um, the last thing I want to ask, did anyone oh, did anyone see like an accurate body count for this movie? Because I kept seeing I like different listings, one, but couldn't. Yeah, I saw three I different like, listings. The count the count I saw was in it was in the like seventy zone, Se- okay. between seventy and eighty, and then and then there no, was a I count. saw more than that. I saw one that said seventy seven. Yeah. I saw That's one that a, said eighty four, and one that said one hundred nineteen. Well, that was the thing. <laughs> I saw John I saw, Wick's body count. Of the people he killed, oh, that's what, yeah. was at seventy-seven, yes. or they say eighty-four for some people that are off-screen. Okay, and then the total body count, I think, was at like one nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the club alone, he took he takes out like thirty guys in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. His uh, sorry, I was thinking his count, which was seventy-seven, because yeah. in the second movie, I think it's like one twenty-eight. Yeah. Oh man, that reminds me. This one just kill, getting, I'm just getting get, you ready. I'm just getting you ready. This, this no. one kill, I love in the in the open when they when the guys first like raid his house, he flips that guy over on the counter and just punches oh, his yeah. head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. His yeah. Which brings up yeah, like the sound effects in oh, this yeah. movie yes. are gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like God. you hear bones crack and move was, and snaps, oh, so and it's like ew. All right. It only gets better. Sphinx. It only gets better. Oh my All god. Right. Three, oh, that opening scene in three. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. All right. So traditionally, our guest gets to choose if he wants to go first or wants to go over his rating at a different time out of five machine guns, and you can do the halves. I will. Uh, I'll go last if I get to pick. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. I'm gonna judge all of you. <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean, I think this is one of those kind of slam dunk ones when you're talking about. It. I mean, it's the reason why we do this podcast. I mean, it's a straight up action movie, but it does it in an interesting way. It's not tired. You know, it's very rewatchable. I mean, I hadn't seen it in a while. This is something that's on TV all the time now. I mean, obviously, it's not the same as watching it <laughs> unedited, but still, it's it's so watchable. And Reeves is so good, and it, it, he's so committed to the role. I, it's I I can't give this anything but five machine guns. Yeah, uh, I can go next because uh, I'm gonna pretty much agree with you. I, it it is perfectly executed as an action movie. It does exactly like you said with what this podcast, what what we want to talk about and discuss. Like we didn't really discuss plot at all. We discussed all the awesome action stuff that goes on in it. Um, so I would I'm gonna give it just a notch lower. I'm gonna go five, a four and a half machine guns. You know, I'm wishing there was maybe a little bit more backstory to how things were going. Sounds like that probably gets answered yes. for me in the other movies. Yes. But as a standalone film, you know, I'm I'll give it the four and a half, which still I love this movie. Um, yeah, this is a great film. And you know what the funny thing is? There's no like th- there have been a decent amount of action movies that have come out over the past, you know. 15, 20 years, this is the only one that is a legitimate action franchise, with the exception of maybe Fast and Furious. Right. Um, but like this, but but this is one guy. This is like classic action film. Fast and Furious is kind of like a heist movie mixed with an action film, mixed with car racing, but this is like a pure, straight up, old school action film with all the new stuff in it too. Yeah, this for me is, is Five Machine Guns. I mean, obviously, I agree with uh, with a lot of the statements you guys have made. It, it it doesn't it doesn't enough to be perfect. It doesn't try to do too much with the whole explanation of why things are the way they are. They just are. And then when you when you kind of just find yourself in like that perfect zone, 
you realize you're watching something special at that point, and it doesn't happen every day. So when you know the first time you watch this and the tenth time you watch this film, you still sit there and go, "Wow!" And so, I mean, you can't give anything less than five. All yep. right. There right. I agree. And I, I guarantee you, after you watch the next two films, <laughs> A, you're right. They're essentially all one big movie. Yeah. When you watch the next two films, I think you'll go back and revise your, your rating. Yeah, I'll, I'll knock it up my I other think you, half I th- a machine gun. I think you will. <laughs> I really enough. do. Because I think if I only saw the first, I'm, I... Yeah, I don't know if I'd give it a full five. I yeah. mean, that, that, that is a good point, but I'm, I'm spoiled, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Fair enough. Uh, so there we have it, yeah. right? Yeah, that's uh, it. This is us, the Last Action Podcast. We come to you every single Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So we're going to, instead of doing our normal plugs, what do you want to plug, Jay? Grim? Uh, plug <laughs> anything, anything you the, want. The CEO. The boss. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, the actual boss, not yeah. like me, fake boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just, uh, you know, GameZilla Media. GameZillaMedia.com. It's where all of our content sits. Uh, the Last Action Podcast has been doing a great job branching off away from video games which is what we were only doing for the longest time so when you guys brought the idea it was uh, it was a cool it was a good idea and i'm super glad we did it because you know look where we're at now but gameslimity.com has so much content from video games tabletop uh dungeons and dragons movies tv uh, we cover all sorts of entertainment so just make sure you check out the website and if you are into gaming then the games little podcast is where i'm at every uh Tuesdays when the podcast drops. But then Monday nights, after you're done listening to our show, you can go on to Twitch and, and see you guys live on Monday nights. Monday nights, 7 p.m. We're, we're live for the show. We got our brand new video guy, uh, Player One Miggy, who's been putting on... If you enjoy the podcast and you want a little bit more, he really has been putting on a, a extra value if you're wanting to watch a live show. Yeah, one of the things I really enjoy is like Turning it on right before you're ready to record, and, le- and turning it on right after you're done recording. Yeah, the pre-show. There's always post. some weird bullshit that happens, either at the beginning or the end. Some yeah. kind of weird conversation, or like or eating weird food. I'm gonna say talking about Del Taco or peeing yeah. off a grim or side one, of the one house. Of you is, one of you is. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. Oh man, yeah. someone's annoyed or pissed at something. Yeah, <laughs> just irritated. Yeah. It's very funny. And if if our listeners want to help us any further, please, please, you know, we ask you to to check us out on patreon.com slash games of the media. You know, we do have our our two tiers uh, for monthly how you can help us out one dollar a month or five dollars a month at five dollars a month. We offer the post credit scene, which comes out every single month. Uh, it's the the pre-show and the post-show you guys offer online, right? If I remember right. For Games Little Podcast, yeah. yeah we, we offer extra content that, like you're saying, what happens before and after mm-hmm. the show. But actually, there's uh, there's some more stuff coming out. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Look at All that. Right. Yeah, it's in the works. Very, cool. very good. Nice. You so, guys have inspired us. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh, Grimlock, it was a pleasure having you on. It's yeah. it was it's been way too long <laughs> of not doing the show yeah. without having you with us. I think but. my excuse is you had to go through the whole rank of this of the community before you could get me. So. <laughs> Honestly, the only person who hasn't been on is Jazzy. Yeah, like, that's true. We even got we even got Arcade Phantom on. Yeah, and uh, and Matrix been on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you and Jazzy were the were the two. <laughs> you you guys were the. 
Well, like I missed 300 use. and then yes. I missed the matrix <laughs> and I'm like, I'm starting to look at these. I'm like, I really should jump in here before they hit all the ones that I really want to talk about. <laughs> you so. told me how upset your wife was that I did 300. We she, did it without her. <laughs> yeah. She, so she just recently started getting into listening to some of the shows and including oh, okay. yours. And so when we were traveling on vacation, she, we started listening to some of your episodes and she's like, they did 300 and didn't even ask me. And I'm like, babe, I don't know if they know how obsessed you are with 300. She's like, everyone should know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Know. You know, we had chops on there because I saw it with them, so I'm like, it'll yeah. be a good fit. Fun, <laughs> fun fact on just how big of a fan she is of 300, her 300th Funko Pop was Leonidas. Wow. <laughs> I'm proud of that. And then, wow. Yeah, so. Nice. That's, wow. 300 Funko Pops, huh? Yeah, we're not going to go into what her number's at now, but her 300th Funko Pop was Leonidas. Nice. All right. Well, with that, this last action podcast has been terminated but we'll be back 